0: There we come, blue and white, and we're looking good. You'll be in for a fight, and we fight pretty good. Getting goals is our job, and we get goals good. Looking good, we are Carlisle United. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Burton Bugle, the number one place to get your Carlisle night fix in the podcast world. I'm Lee Rooney, and I'm Dan McLenon. In this episode, we've got lots to pack in as United made it three wins and three clean sheets in a row at the weekend. We review the 2 0 win over Bradford City Brunham Park while looking ahead to back to back home games for the Blues against Crawley Town and Hartlepool United. I tell you what, Dan, fitted in nicely that I one. Know, didn't I don't know, what was it? Me, the buzz is back. Oh. We're all excited, aren't we? Hey. Yeah, tell him. What a, what a run we are got on at the moment, the blues. It's incredible, isn't it? The turnaround in Fortunes of the last month or so, isn't it, really, compared to I suppose the feeling at the end of October. It was all mm. doom and
1: gloom, wasn't it? And now Yeah, compared to say sort of Sutton away, etc.,
0: you know. I mean that that was, that was really was a a low point in this campaign, wasn't it? I'd say it? Sutton. Sutton
1: and Northampton were the two low points. And Northampton wasn't really Keith Millen's fault, was it? He'd hardly no. been in. No,
0: and he's, he's managed to turn things around, since then, and yeah. as we'll touch on in a sec. But the fact that he's managed to do it with largely the players that are already here, particularly in terms of defence, is mm. really a testament to his coaching abilities, I guess. So, yeah. so there you go. Well, let's get into the news section then, Dan. Um, a few little bits to fit in this week. Uh, a little bit of transfer news that we couldn't quite get in last week because... Uh, the club decided to announce it a couple of hours after we recorded, but there you go. Um, first couple of bits, just about the rearranged uh, fixtures, the ones that were postponed over Christmas. So two new dates have been confirmed for these games, Dan. Salford Away is now going to take place on Tuesday the 1st of February with a 7.45pm kickoff. And the Rochdale Home Game, the Boxing Day game, is now going to take place on Tuesday the 1st of March with a 7.45pm kickoff. off um,
1: That'll be all our games caught up, won't it? Because we've had Bradford... Yeah. We've got Hartlepool next week, as we're yeah. going to talk about later, and then, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's all done quite nicely. Mm. I think that Rochdale one, you might look at it, that's a bit far out from when the game originally was. I think it's because they don't want it to be too close to the Rochdale away game, basically, isn't it? Trying to, yeah, it makes sense. A little it? bit of distance between the two games, I think's the best way to do it. When I mean, you look back in the day, I, I was looking at this the other day, like, 94-95 season. I'm pretty sure we played Wigan on the opening day, and then we played them again in October, didn't we? It was... It was weird how they used to do it back then. They never used to split e- it down the middle.
1: E- even in recent years, you know, you you play, you, you try and play every team once, and then play them again. But there was there was one recently where I think we played the twenty third game around Christmas time, and whoever it was, we played them five weeks later.
0: I'm gonna say late in the last season as well. The they, one point he was looking like we might end up playing them at home on the Tuesday and <laughs> away on the Saturday because yeah. it was got called off that many times, but. Never quite happened. But yeah, nice to get those sorted. And um, I, I wouldn't yeah. as well. I've not checked
1: 100%. Uh, there is obviously scheduled midweek games anyway in February yes. and March. February the 8th, so,
0: for, I think against Port Vale, the home and game. And
1: possibly the 8th, 8th of March as well. I yes, I'm pretty sure there's one on there, But yeah. I think they've done it so they maybe have a couple of weeks where there is midweeks and then maybe have a week off, you know, for
0: recovery and injuries and whatnot so. yeah that's the best way to do it, isn't it i suppose yeah um well let's get on to the transfer news then dan and the one that um yeah we we were convinced this one was true me and my last week. We all, we all were a bit like i'm oh, not sure about this really. i'm
1: just going to tell our lovely listeners that i did tell them it would happen uh
0: you, you, you'd, you'd, you'd heard whispers hadn't you to be fair yeah. we, we there was just something about it, it didn't didn't yeah. quite sit right didn't it but there you go, shows we can be wrong on this programme, you know, it, it does happen. Um, so yeah, just hours after we finished recording last week, United confirmed that forward Amari Patrick had returned to Brunton Park on a permanent transfer from Burton Albion, signing an 18-month deal with the club. I mean, that's a bit surprised us, because I think a lot of people are going will be back on loan maybe for the rest of the season. Yeah,
1: to get yeah him back yeah.
0: permanently is... It, it, it's a brilliant bit of business, really. All things could. It's almost like he's had a six-month loan in League One just to see how he does up there, <laughs> yeah. and then he's come back, yeah, <laughs> back yeah. and yeah. signed the deal
1: anyway. So brilliant, brilliant to get back. And, you know, it didn't it didn't go too well for him at Burton, so he'll he'll have a bit of fire in his belly, point to prove, which you know he showed perfectly on Saturday.
0: Yeah, twelve appearances. Didn't manage to get on the score sheet unfortunately for him. I mean, a lot of them were sub appearances though, so I think mean, you've probably got gotta be fair yeah, and fair yeah. and then I think he was played as a striker actually a lot early on for them and he didn't quite work out, but as we saw at the weekend, it could it could be an option for him in the long term, potentially for us, you know. It just it could be could be could be a way he plays. But yeah, I think we're pretty happy with that one, are we Dan? I think it's fair to say it's one of these ones Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when you talk about players coming back, people get a bit excited sometimes, and some of them you think, that's never going to work. Don't, don't even think about it. But this one, you're always looking for, actually, you know what, it makes sense. It really does make sense. And I think as much as anything... It's, it's give us options. Give us options. And he's a good character. That's a, yeah. I mean, that makes a big difference. Yeah, cause...
1: and he's he's, he's, obviously, he's he's obviously well-liked. You could tell mm. that from the sort of social... Not just from fans, but from players and people at the club. Yeah. But like I've just said, in terms of you know, the ability to switch formation mid-game, because yeah. we, we've been fairly sort of set 4-4-2 recently, Gibson mm-hmm. and Dickinson wide. You know, we can go 4-3-3 now, which maybe doesn't suit Dickinson as much, but it would suit Patrick, you know, because mm. we all know he can play wide in a three, you know, and it's just... It, it's good to have options, you know. We, we can... You know, we can bring... Him, if he's on the bench, we could bring him forward, say Dickinson, and then yeah. switch from four four two to four three three. You know, there's it just opens up a few things in terms of how uh, Keith Millen utilises the squad.
0: Yeah, and I, like I said, I just don't think it could be underestimated how having a, a good person who who's so positive and upbeat like him in the dressing room will help things as well. And like I said, he, all the players seem to get on really well with him. Even you know Jordan Gibson seems to be excited to link up with him again because they were obviously together at Bradford for a bit, weren't yeah. they? So. So yeah, fantastic news to get um, Amari back in the uh in Brunton Park. Um should we talk about some of the rumours Then I mean it's not rumours so much this one actually. First up obviously Brandon Comley has left after his, after his trial spell. Probably not that much of a surprise this one because we're quite well stocked in midfield at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's one of them, you know, guys come back into form, Riley's back to fitness just about. Uh we've got Wheelan has sort of morphed into a defensive midfielder we've got dividers back up, we've got charters, even Dixon, you know, so it wasn't the biggest surprise, I mean, who's to say it maybe wouldn't be revisited in future, you know, if, if Guy moved on, or Whelan yeah. departed, you know, it's, but, uh no, it's, I, I think Keith Millen's fair in saying that, you know, we don't want to keep him hanging on the lads, got yeah. to go and get some football somewhere, so.
0: Yeah, absolutely, that's the, that's the yeah. best way to do it, isn't it really, so, uh, good luck to Brandon in finding mm. himself a new club, um, Let's talk about some of the rumours that have been going around the last week or so, Dan. Um, uh, some interesting S- ones. Some of them a bit, some of them are a bit yeah. wild. But one of them, I mean, one of them's been, you know, it's been going around, and whether it's not happened yet or not. But should we talk about that one first? Should we talk about the lone ones that haven't happened? Basically, we know are happening. Let's talk about them first. Ah, so. uh, we do the lone ones. Yeah. So basically, I've I've only put one of them in, but I think we remember the other one too. Lads some Rangers that we were linked with loan moves to, weren't we? Obviously, yeah. Uh, Josh McPake and Stephen Kelly. McPake being a uh, winger attacker, really isn't it, I think, and um, Kelly being a central yeah. midfielder. Um, both room to be coming on loan for the rest of the season. Neither of them that happened. So McPake's gone to uh, Tranmere to the end of the Tranmere. campaign, and Kelly has signed for Salford doesn't he? I think for, for the next six months. So Mc, McPake was at Harrogate last season, played yeah. well,
1: and he went to Morecambe this season, but he just he, he hasn't really played much. So. Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah, I we did we really need Kelly? That was probably the question with that one, I guess. So, um, so yeah, we move on. Let's talk then about the big one, Dan. Dan being the off word there, Danny Graham. This not one. I'm pretty sure it's not, not happening, happening, but it it, it, it seems to come out of nowhere. A lot of people were saying it, weren't they? It was a bit like, oh, that's my. A, a good mate of mine was at Sedgefield races
1: a couple, just before Christmas. And he saw Graham Kavanagh there and I think Danny Graham was there. Yeah. And he said there was more chance of Danny Graham competing in the Grand National than playing football. Yeah. So make of that comment what you will. Fair. Well is, I no, fair I, think, I think I think I think what he was suggesting was he
0: he did look fit for football. because there's a little bit a lot of talk that apparently he did a bit of pre season with Darlington, didn't he? And he's been yeah, keeping yeah. himself Ticking over, but I mean, there's a difference between ticking over and playing match football, isn't there It's one of those things. Maybe someone you get to come in and just do a bit of coaching with Sam Fishburn or something like that. That would make yeah, sense. Yeah, that, but that, that would that would be yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's an interesting one, isn't it? There's a there's a few names swirling around as well. There's, there's another one we've heard, about we won't mention it right now because it's 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 an interesting one, isn't it? I think we were both. Hmm, that, that would be a quite the move. So uh, you can all try and guess who that is, but um, but yeah, uh, well, we've,
1: got, we've got to tell them next week.
0: Maybe we'll tell them next week. If it doesn't happen, we'll tell them. <laughs> yeah. We'll, um,
1: we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll tell them what we heard. Yes. It, it, it's not It's not been on Twitter or anything that I'm right. aware of. Or it mm. certainly hadn't been last time I looked. Yes. And it may possibly be more for the summer if it was to happen. Mm. Um, that's a big if.
0: But big if, yes. Big if. Indeed. We'll see. Yes. Uh, last bit of news then, because we haven't got any more rumours to cover. I think we've covered all the plays we've been rumoured linked to now I think can't yeah, think of anyone else yeah. um, it's the club have announced that five of the academy youngsters are set to step up to the under 18 side next season so um, it's oh, always good to hear it is really good isn't it uh, Jake Allen, Aaron Fitzpatrick, Sam Heverington, Romeo Park and Robbie Swinburne, we surely have not had a Romeo play for Kyanite before you'd think wouldn't you
1: don't think so
0: I oh, can imagine some good chance coming out of that, can't you? Possibly, yeah. potentially, in the future, but uh,
1: if he but then... if he becomes a pro and scores we could play
0: Romeo by basement Jacks. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good shout with that. Good shout. Yes, that's five up for the uh, thing. Next season. So they probably need about three or four more coming from who been let go by big academies again. There's, there's, there's normally, I think they normally aim for about eight each yeah.
1: intake, don't they? So it, they usually have someone keeping an eye over the northeast. You often find, you know, you'll get one yeah. from Newcastle, one from Sunderland type but You thing.
0: sometimes get some from the North East Leagues as well, don't you? The, yeah, like the, yeah, The Youth yeah. Leagues, not even like... Uh, Sam Fishburn well, was Sam never an academy, yeah. yeah. And Mark Beck yeah. was the same as well. He wasn't actually in an yeah. academy. He was just picked up from... Which which shows football. how competitive it is in the northeast. you know. Oh, absolutely. It's, 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 people just don't realise how yeah. big a place it is in terms of producing players. I mean, we saw... Yeah. I think, who was it the other day? Someone, I think it was Michael Bridges had gone back to Walls End Boys Club, I not need to do a feature for the Premier League TV stuff. And there's a ball there up with all the different lads who've been at Walls End Boys Club and have gone on to get play professional football. It's some list, wasn't it? It's some list. And about eight or nine of them have played for Carl United at yeah. that time as well. Like, obviously and, Beardsley, s- Mick s- Tate, s- a s- like Similar that. number had played for England as well, hadn't they? Yeah, this is quite incredible, actually, isn't uh. if you look back at it. So there you go. So that's, that's the news done for this week then, Dan. Um, let's get on to the, the bit we've all been looking forward to, the match review. So yes, United put on their best display of the season. They've run out fairly comfortable winners over the Bantams at Brunton Park, 2-0. Um, it's now three consecutive wins and clean sheets for the Blues. They haven't conceded a goal in five hours and 54 minutes of action. And as John Coleman put in his, uh, one of his columns this week, um, if, if they keep a clean sheet against Crawley, that will be our best run for, was it 13 years or something like 2008, that? 2008, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, but well, maybe about 14 years, just under 14. 14 and a half, yeah, 13 to 14, depending on yeah.
1: what date it was. But.
0: Which, which, fantastic, really. You can't mm-hmm. argue that, can you? I mean, just I mean, just coming out of Brent Park on Saturday, you just felt more positive, didn't you?
1: Yeah. Well, it was quite funny because uh, in the run up to Saturday, and, you know, you you text a couple of mm. people, you go into the match, blah, 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 WhatsApp groups, blah, blah, blah. And there was actually a little buzz, I thought. Mm. You know, there was people like, oh, look, you know, a couple of folk got you, you got the match Saturday, oh, I'm looking forward to it, you know. Mm. They're, they're bringing a few, we've got a couple of signings, we've won a couple, you know. And I was like, whoa, I, I haven't had this this season yet, you know. and Yeah. Do you think it's maybe no home game for a
0: month as well, help with that as well? Possibly, possibly.
1: I mean, we've got a a little slurry of them now, haven't we, you know? I feel it, right? Four four in five, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was, you know, looked forward to it and, bloody hell, we enjoyed
0: it, you know? Yeah, it was was fantastic, wasn't it? I mean, we'll get straight into talking about the goals first. Generally, we'll we'll talk about how good a defensive display it was because it was fantastic, it really Mm. was. But let's talk about the details, the goals. The game and the celebrations, of course, as well. We're going to talk about them. Um, First up, on the stroke of half time, Jordan Gibson. What a strike this was! Mm. I mean, you'll have had as good a view as me because I I stand for anyone who doesn't know. I stand in the paddock, just sort of at the top of the column, the same angle towards the goal, and you're a little bit higher up, aren't you? So, in yeah, he seemed desperate to impress, didn't he, Jordan? Gives yeah. him blessing. He, he he really wants to prove a point. He was, and in the first half, he was on the right wing and we were attacking the Waterworks. Yeah. So he was going down the wing where all the Bradford fans were. And it was, it was getting a bit of stick, as was his dad, if anyone heard, heard some of the chants on Saturday. And he was clearly desperate to impress. And he was maybe trying a little bit too hard sometimes. There's a few times you're like, you don't need to be taking a shot there, just play the pass or whatever. And I think Millen was quite clever. And he said, right, let's just switch him over to the... To the left for a little bit and put Brennan down on the right and it worked a treat and he started linking up quite well with Jack Arm, and then Armour was the one who set up the goal and I think he had a well, good for, game first, though, first of all the crossfield pass was oh the, you know I have not even put that in the, in the description how dare guy. you I know I, that was like the Callum guy of last season yeah. wasn't it that, spraying it about that crossfield pass was
1: very reminiscent of the Danny Granger 50 yards 100 that he used to fire 100%. that he used to set an attack off and yeah our Armour just obviously touches it to Gibson. And when he cut inside, he sort of took one sort of shimmy. Mm-hmm. And when he didn't shoot straight away, there was a little bit of a groan from a couple of folk near me. And, so I like, and then he sort of took a step again, unleashed and you know, chaos ensued.
0: He's good at those ones at the end of the he's He's got a great strike on him from distance. It's nice yeah. to have a player who can do that again because... We've not had that for a few seasons, really, in that sense. I know Patrick scored a long range. We've had a couple of ones. But we've not had a player who's who very much specialised in that, probably since Jamie Devitt, have we, really? Who can He's not afraid to have a dig from distance and knows they're going to hit the target. Yeah, yeah. It makes a big difference. So like you said, yeah, he, he did that little lovely little show. I mean, credit to Armour as well, because he he'd been slinging the ball into the box for a lot of crosses early on, and he could have done exactly the same again. But what he did is he spotted Gibson on the edge of the box and just played a pass to him, basically. Yeah. And he, he controlled Guy's crossfield ball brilliantly as well in the build-up there. And like you said, what a strike from Gibson. And nice to see him go over and uh, show his name to the he Bradford He was just fans. celebrating with his teammates at the edge yeah. of the box. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't right yeah. on the touchline, so there's nothing wrong yeah, with it. No. That's why I didn't get any trouble. So yeah, fantastic. And it really sort of took a little bit of the wind out of the sails of Bradford, didn't it? Because they mm. had a goal disallowed maybe about well, was, five was, minutes it was, before. It was a perfect time to score, wasn't it? You know, oh, absolutely, absolutely! Because we bang on half time almost. We were just getting our tails up a little bit after, yeah. after that goal disallowed. I mean, interestingly, Bradford seemed a bit upset about it, saying it was a bit of a soft foul for the goal. But actually, when you look back, it's an offside, basically. Yeah. And actually, the linesman misses another offside in the build-up because Alex the, li- the linesman
1: was atrocious on that on his own side.
0: Oh, he was appalling. As we
1: will talk about in a second,
0: for another oh, decision. Oh, he was—he was just dreadful. So I mean, essentially, in the build-up to that goal, so he. Uh, um, Songo, what do you call him? Yeah, Songo, was... Um, I mean, to be honest, he probably could have given it as a foul anyway, but he was offside when he went and challenged for the ball with Howard. But actually, before that, Gilead had gone off the pitch and then came to collect the pass from off the pitch. So he had to be flagged offside. But for some reason, the linesman completely missed it. So yeah, should have been two offsides in the build-up, essentially, but there you go. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the... Um, the other goal then, Dan. Later well, on, no. This let, one. Let's let's talk no. about the disallowed one just before. Oh, go on. Yes. Yeah. But you know what? For, fair play. You never got the lines about this. When I saw it in real time, I turned to Mike and I said, "I think he was a yard off. I think he was a yard just off." It was well. The
1: beast Dan begs to disagree with the paddock on this because from <laughs> our loftier vantage point,
0: we were like, "That was an offside." I think it's one of those ones. If if it had been in the Premier League. They are would have been looking it for for a while because I think yeah, he's yeah he's at, he's, he's
1: it's Pierce I mean, like. it's his yeah. done it because yeah. as soon as the ball's been uh as soon as the ball's gone he's away yeah I think and obviously because cause he was so close to him as soon as he gets that half yard he looks offside but there was a, there was a still kicking about and yeah he was onside
0: yeah. Just he's just on side, but just, he is on side. But, yep, yeah, definitely. Um, well, let's talk about his goal then this time. Though Amari Patrick mm. becoming one of the four players, I think, as um, John Coleman pointed out this week, that have scored on their permanent return to Brunton Park. He, he, I, I did correct him on it, but then he pointed out he did say on permanent return. Yeah, and um, John Yant had been on loan in his first spell, yeah. so he doesn't actually count towards it. Which was the, uh, annoying because I thought he got in there. I thought he <laughs> got in, but
1: the yeah. the thing about this goal as well was it literally came from nothing because the ball was just sort of halfway up our side, bit, <laughs> bit of tussle, it gets one laid back to armour, who just launches it, which... Jack Armour gets an
0: assist for that. <laughs> the,
1: of course he does. But it's, the, the it's time surreal, on the clock, it? from the time on the clock, you know, it was just 88th minute, you have you just get rid of it up the pitch. Yeah. And, but what impressed about it was, A, the way that Amadi Patrick took it down under pressure, B... Spun to get himself a little bit of space, mm. and then C, basically put the afterburners on and out,
0: outpaced his man, which well, give him the chance to to shoot. Well, the thing is, his touch and turn were in one motion. If you watch it, it's yeah, brilliant yeah. because he he doesn't just take his first touch. His first touch puts it behind the defender and sets him yeah. away. It's yeah. a it's a brilliant bit, but really, and, and the fact that you know he's just like up against the defender, lay on site, like, right? It's, it's, it's like I he puts it off the
1: side side of his boot to spin round him almost, exactly. isn't it? You it, know.
0: I mean, at the game, Mike said to me, oh, Gibson's goal. That's got to be goal of the season so far. But after Patrick goes, I turned to him and said, could easily get that goal this season now. <laughs> Just because of the... D- individual slight slight
1: disclaimer, we haven't had many good goals this season. No, <laughs> G-
0: G- Gibson's scored a few, to be fair, like he's had yeah, a long yeah. range ones. He, he, he's been having his own competition, hasn't he? Exactly, really? so Maury's fingers, right, I'll, I'll give yeah. him some competition now, but uh, he, he, like I said, he was brilliant, brilliant first touch. He gets, he doesn't get totally away from the defender, but what he does, he almost tempts the defender and say, go on, make a tackle on me now. Make a tackle on me. He, yeah. never do, he basically puts him on his backside and... Coolly slots it away, and my mate Ian actually messaged me after the game. Said, "You know what? With the two one on ones that Mary Patrick had, I never thought he was going to miss them.
1: And that's yeah, one yeah. thing
0: with Patrick—you don't think he doesn't score that many goals from us. But when he's one on one, you'd back him to hit the target at the very least. Yeah, yeah. I, that, yeah. That's a real great. That's why I think one, you could do one, one little one. thing we haven't
1: mentioned there, just prior to the disallowed one, sort mm. of from the hour mark for about twenty minutes, it was all us pretty much. Mm. You know, and." It was a shame we scored so late because, it we, we, we were saying if we get the second here, we'll get a third because these will be gone. Yeah, you know, and I, I think I think after getting the second, if there was another five or ten minutes left in the game, we probably would have got a third because
0: yeah. they they were gone. I was really disappointed with Bradford. I expected a bit more from them. I thought it was going to be a tough test. team. They've got some quality in there, but I mean. Cook got that knock early on when he went for a challenge with Howard. He caught his, I think he, got, he yeah. probably got a dead leg by the looks of it. Yeah. And he tried to shake it off. But you could, I mean, that was literally after about two minutes he got that dead leg. Yeah. And they didn't take him off till, about, was it 29 minutes, something like that? Yeah. He, well, he obviously like, wants to try and play on, doesn't I he? No, but giving him, tw- giving him 25 minutes to try and play on. When I could have told you he'd be 15 minutes gone, he's a passenger. And the worst thing that actually happened for us was a ball. I think McDonald played a bit of a loose pass. And Cook went and chased it, and I think that's when he was like, "Ah, oh, damn, I can't carry on here. Yeah, yeah, and otherwise, he probably would have carried on until half time, at least get free till then, and that's the point where he knew I had to come off. he had to come off, and mm. that that was a bit frustrating though because he gave them a, someone back into the game, but they
1: had a, they had another sub in the first half as well, which have disrupted them a bit, you know
0: mm. yeah it, 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 it it's a very weird cycle, like you said that they should be doing a lot better than they are yeah. But... But, I mean, Elliot Walsh, we mentioned last week, he's been linked with big clubs. I wouldn't sign him on that performance. I wouldn't have him in our team. That'll that that. have
1: been uh, Guy V, what the best mate, so yeah. Guy will have
0: been well up for it. Exactly that, exactly that. Well, let's talk about some of the other talking points, Dan. Um, let's start off with one um, of the other uh, debutants in this game. Um, Tyrese O'Matoya. Um Probably fair to say expectations weren't too high for him on his debut in this game, but he, he certainly didn't look out of place. He caused problems to the Bantams' backline, didn't he? I think he, he had a lively debut, I think is the way I'd describe it. Mm.
1: Also, I think it was a bit biased giving him the man of the match because there were several who, who were in the
0: running. But I, I, I've said that. To be fair, I've said this as well in the um, in the. I, th- I think order. it was more of a confidence boost. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand why they've done it. But yeah, for me, it's yeah, yeah. probably, I could probably name... Four, maybe even five plays. I would have picked the head of the match, and that's not saying he's played bad. I just think those players had brilliant games, and it's fair play to giving the lad a bit of a boost. A little bit quiet first half. I think he was. He looked maybe just feeling his way into the game. He's not playing much. You know, he he hasn't played much at Orient. He's it's a step
1: up from under twenty-three football. Just Mm. seeing what the lie of the land was. But uh, as as we've said, you know, the Carlisle fan base. If you try, you'll get yeah. supported and yeah. he tries, you know. Oh, for... yeah,
0: he worked, He certainly worked hard. And that, that run he went on in the, in the second half because we didn't really see it the first half. We didn't see any burning pace from him and then suddenly he just, he picked up the ball. I think it helped that he was on the east-hand side and he was right in front of those fans and you could just hear the fans really getting excited and really getting yeah. behind him. and he just, he left the defender for dead, didn't he, basically? And he got right into the box and managed to win a corner having from it, I seem to remember. I'll I tell yeah. you what
1: I can see happening as well once game, you know... Imagine him playing full pelt for sixty-five, yeah. seventy, and then unleashing the fish for the last 20 he You'll be yeah. full of running.
0: Yeah, that, that's whether the fish stays and where. where well, yeah, learn, we, that's the question.
1: We, we, we're going to mention that later. We think that yeah. some of the uh, the young lads maybe need a loan for a bit of football. Yeah, but yeah. Or any other striker?
0: You know, it's... yeah, yeah, could make a difference, couldn't it? Um, but yeah, no, fair play, it, lad. I'm sure he'll probably keep his place uh, this weekend as well. Um, let's talk about the enigma is probably not even the right word the wonder big John Mellish he plays where he wants I mean never ever write this man off do you he's just like a roadrunner isn't he it's just incredible I mean is it probably fair to say there was a bit of a feeling among some of our fans recently that maybe they were looking and thinking uh, last season was a flash in the pan for him you know he could only really fit in one midfield system that the beach had essentially built around him and and the way he plays Mm -hmm. and I mean, he's not quite caught the headline this season, but I think he's been quietly effective when he played in the midfield too. Not as effective as he was last season, but he's done an okay job in those games. But his his performance in his new striker berth at the weekend, I mean, he was fantastic, wasn't he? Left. Left back to centre back to defensive
1: midfielder to attacking midfielder to striker. It's just incredible.
0: just make him play a manager. Just get it.
1: get it get it over and done with. You, can the... ma- you can imagine on football manager, you know, when there is like descriptions for positions, and you go on the map and they have dots where the player. there will just be a dot on every part of the pitch. Well, it? uh, it's, it's well, well that... yeah, I was going to say you're you're the man who does the. Uh,
0: I am yes. Yeah, so I'm going to have have football a and say, can, can I make him a player? Plays all the way and well in all those <laughs> yeah. positions. Yeah, because he. he just it, all the way through the middle. Oh, I mean, his running in green and then yellow. Yeah, it, 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 his running was just just incredible, there, wasn't it? The amount of ground he covered, and there was one point I think where he lost the ball and he went back and he basically put a slide tackling to concede a corner back in his own half. And he, he he must be an utter nightmare to defend against. He really must do be. And I wonder. I know. I'm getting ahead of ourselves here, but he could really offer a good partnership with with Patrick. Because he can do all the hard running and you know chasing down and win the ball, and if he can just if he can just finesse his passing a little bit, he could really set Patrick away on some of those runs, couldn't he? I think that's mm. something interesting to look at there, possibly. But yeah, well done, John. Another great game from him again. Someone who could easily have got man of the match even for this game the way he played. Um, but the big thing we've got to talk about, Dan, is just how good we were defensively once again. Yeah, we? yeah, outstanding. And and um, we poured praise onto Rod McDonald last week quite rightly, and this week. He was excellent at the back again. But for me, and this is your chance to uh, do your told-you-so speech, Dan, standout man was Morgan Feeney. He was my man of the match.
1: Uh, he was excellent. I've, I've As you've just alluded to, I've always said a fit Morgan Feeney will be a class act. Uh, he's, now he's obviously got his fitness. He's getting mm-hmm. a run in the team, a team that's doing well. He's shown just
0: exactly what he can be. He's... he's- at the moment, he's undroppable, isn't he? He's, he's mm. one of the first names on the team sheet, yeah, I think. And, and like I said, he's, he's slotting in nicely. He, he does. He's, he's no nonsense when he needs to be. But one thing him and McDonald do offer actually is they're both really good on the ball. And it, yeah. it goes a little bit underrated that the way that Milan wants us to play is playing out from the back when we when we can, but obviously when we have to lump it, get rid as as Arma did on the the second goal. But we spread the ball so nicely across the back and we move it really quickly. And, and those two are a big part of that. And Feeney especially brought the ball out of defence really nicely a few times. And he used Gibson and Mellor down the right to, to really good effect, didn't he? Mm,
1: definitely. You you can tell he's he's played at high level at, yeah. at Everton, you know, England under whatever it was. And, you know, you can tell he's had the coaching and he... I would like to see him get offered a better contract quickly.
0: Yeah, I'd, I think I'd like to see him like by the end down. of this month. What,
1: down to at least another year with an option or something. How
0: old is he? Is he twenty-two? 20, I think twenty-two now. So I mean, yeah. he's, he's a young lad, and if he's if he can prove his fitness, he's, he's only going to get better. Exactly, he's worth every penny of keeping him. So. Yeah. so yeah, fantastic. The only thing I'll say is he needs to add some goals to his game because he's a physical, strong lad. He should be getting on a bit more. In the set pieces is that might like come, that might come. I think, yeah. I, hope it, I hope it will because obviously Rod's mm. managed to get on the, the, the uh, score sheet now. And yeah. a lot of our set pieces at the moment it's still one thing that does frustrate me battles at the moment. I don't think we're still doing enough on set pieces. And a lot of it seems to be based around Rod McDonald winning the first header, yeah. <laughs> that essentially, seems to be the plan. <laughs> so we need to have something other than that really to work on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, another defensive player we're going to talk about here, Dan Kelvin Alves at right back. As he's uh, going to be well, rechristened?
1: I'm going to interject. Mm. And I personally think, rightfully so, Mellor got lots of applaud, it's on Saturday. Mm. But I
0: think Jack Armour didn't get as many, and I think both were equally as good. I think the difference between the two is that Armour was very quietly effective, and he solid and mm-hmm. did his job. He got about it, and as he, you say, he set up the two goals. Mellor... Was bringing out all the flicks and tricks, wasn't he? Yeah. He did like the scissor, like, the, you know, the, the old scissor chop thing about two or three times in the second half. And you're like, what's going on here? Where's this player come from? I mean, we knew he's a good player. We'd, we we know how effective he can be. Man. But is part of that because Joel Senior's come in? Absolutely. I think he's it's made a difference. got he's, he's suddenly got pressure for his uh, place. It, it can't be underestimated. We we go back to it again, but the recruitment this summer was so poor. We know that what it was. Obviously, Melo's part of that, but he came in at the very end to fill yeah. a gap left by George Tanner leaving. In terms of competition, we have not had enough competition for places. And now you look at it, and sort of, I think Millen's touched on it in his interview today with the press. We don't need just bodies in the door anymore now. We're looking at bringing quality into really challenge for places in the team, aren't we? Mm. And obviously Joel Senior must be must be that he must be a player who's done really well at um, national league level, and as a result, Kelvin stepped up his game as well, hasn't he? He's been fantastic, yeah. Re- really, really good performance. I was really impressed. And
1: and, and again, uh, talking about likes so of Amatoy, you know, running yeah. ragged. If we're going to have two good full backs you could have the same. You know, if you if you got a fullback who can get up and down for sixty-five, seventy, 70 then you bring another one on mm-hmm. for the last twenty in injury time. The opposite number is going to think, "Oh Christ, not another one!" You know, so you know, it, I'm talking about how we can switch things up and change things. You know, it's uh, it just shows yeah. that we're going to have a little bit yeah. of mix, mix
0: it up. Well, I did go. I went on the fans forum bit with um, with Lummy after the game on Saturday, and and um, Matt Newsom obviously was doing the commentary. Did really, really good commentary. You can listen back to it. Really exciting. Yeah, um, got
1: some uh, on a, just going off topic. Matt Newsom got some excellent reviews from a few. Yeah, forums, he's yeah. a
0: very good. I mean, comment, he does the rugby league commentary for five yeah, lives, yeah, so yeah. he's clearly a good commentator. But um, I did think it was funny when uh, Paul mentioned, "Oh, you used to do stuff, down at Holker Street uh, back in the day?" Didn't it? You used to be a bar of commentator. He's like, yeah. He didn't say it like he was enthusiastic about it in the slightest. So clearly, that long drive down the A five ninety wasn't an enjoyable one no. for him at times. Um, but no, Lumi did say also he had a few. There were a few fans texting saying, oh, why didn't you just bring on Joel Cini for the last twenty minutes and like that?" And as Lumi made the right point, we're only one 0 up at that point. You yeah, don't want yeah. to disrupt the defense, and, and people, you're not going to give get people game time just for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah if you maybe three or four up, you might do just to give Kelvin a rest or something. But in that situation. Sydney's gonna to have to earn his place just as much as Miller oh, yeah, has to yeah, earn his place. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. In games when we start get, maybe getting leads and building up in games,
1: I'm glad. So I'm jobs. glad you've mentioned that because that's going to bring on one little point that I know we haven't got in our notes. Mm, go on. And use of substitutions to wind the clock down. Yeah, it, it, it's a couple of times where we've been holding on and we haven't made subs, and I'm, I can see why. But at the mm. same time, it just, even if it's into injury time, do it, you know. Be... I
0: wonder, I wonder what if that might start again, though, once we get the Tuesday night games back. I wonder Possibly. if a few of those players on the bench, are maybe the ones who've had COVID, and he's just like, yeah. let's yeah, ease maybe. them back in. I don't want to throw them in for well, the am
1: i I'm, I'm talking, you know, when we got the second and the game was done, just see it out by wasting two lots of 30 seconds, mm.
0: you know. Possibly, yeah. You know. Oh, there you go. He's quite picky on his subs, clearly, Millen, yeah. but uh, that's that's the way it is. Um, just a few of a little points before we get on to the preview sections, Dan. Um, maybe still lacking a little bit of creative energy in midfield. That midfielder, Whelan and Guy, you know, they're, they're decent, they're hard-working and they'll get about the pitch, but it's not, they're not good. going to, I know, I know Guy played that crossfield pass, obviously, for the first goal, but they're not, playing your defence splitting passes are they they're not doing that sort of thing they're industrious i think that's the way you describe it isn't i it?
1: don't think whelan's ever going to be spraying it about is it? no no he's defensive minded guy he's coming back into form i think it might more come especially when he's got the likes of gibson on form dickinson mm. looking a bit better patrick looking lively yeah you know
0: I suppose you've got Clough who can do that. I was just going to say,
1: come, Clough and Alessandra are coming back in, hope, you know, mm. into the mix. You know, They're going to be used because of the run of games and, coming up.
0: And you kind of hope maybe that someone like Clough might benefit from playing in a team that's in a bit of form, maybe? Because he hasn't looked happy, has he really? He hasn't looked sad. No, no, he hasn't. no, He's been playing in teams that are poor, and he's been a part of that, no doubt not, but maybe coming into a team that's actually getting results and, and big, playing well. The, the might big might conundrum
1: is, though, is he would
0: likely... Play where Mellish has played, yeah, possibly. Maybe you play him in different games, maybe that's what yeah, you do yeah. I don't know, but yeah, no, fantastic. Um, just a few of the little points about there. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Jack Arm already, so we won't cover that one, but um, I thought once again, Mark Howard excellent in nets, and just how important it is to get him tied down to the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant how he did. And and actually, you know, again, someone who didn't really do anything that flashy or exciting, but Brendan Dickinson worked his socks off again and he's got competition now there with Patrick coming in and he wins a hell of a lot in the air for somebody who's not actually that tall doesn't he we Mm. target him a lot with the kicks so so yeah overall I don't think anyone had a poor game in this match and you know good solid performance good three points we move on to the next week and uh, more of the same please yeah indeed indeed and we'll be covering that in just a sec we'll be back with the preview of the Crawley and the Hartapil games I'm going to have to leave this bit in here, right? This, this is a bit where I should be being professional and carried on. But my cat wants out of the room, so I've got to go and open the door to let the cat let out. Little Monty's going to be let out. So I'll be back in just a second. And I'm back. I did pause it there, actually, the recording. So so there you go. Spoiler, little You, Monty's you never did, you? yeah? no. Did I'm you pause back. it? Oh, I've oh, just done a commentary. Have you? Oh, well, there you go. So people are going to hear it. People are not going to hear the commentary. Oh, I do apologise. Rooney out. You, There you go. Rooney out <laughs> indeed. So there you go. Monty's out the room. We'll carry on. So yeah, um, second half of the show. Uh, just remember everyone, you can subscribe to the podcast on all good podcast apps. Um, Acast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, if you can give us a review on there it'd be brilliant we've had a, another five star review in today, which, uh, the other day sorry, which was really fantastic to see what, what name did you put it under this one <laughs> I don't, which, which which family member have I got to do that who knows um, well, my brother's not even done it yet he doesn't even listen on Apple or anything like that so Blaine if you're listening get signed up to one of them and give us a review in fact don't actually because I know exactly what kind of rev- review you'll give <laughs> yeah. um, remember you can follow us on social media as well at Brunton Bugle on Twitter uh, the Facebook page just search for Brunton Bugle. I will update it sometime soon. I keep uh, forgetting to do it. I did that. remind him this week. Yes, course. he did, to be fair, he did. Um, you can find us on the Be Just and Fear Not Facebook group. We're also on the Cumbrian's.net message board. And you can email us the old-fashioned way, the Cumbrian's at... Sorry, not the Cumbrian's. That's the wrong one. That's the one. Uh, bruntonbugle at gmail.com to be precise. Uh, just a reminder as well that the this season, the second half of the show has been sponsored by the Carl United Sports Club London Branch. The London Branch is open to all Carl United fans. They've got members from Cornwall to Dundee and Houston to Singapore and of course every part of London and the South East. They regularly meet up on away trips as well as arranging many social events and sports games and doing fundraising for the club. They'll be providing us with information for the away games as part of the previous section of the season too. You can find out more about London Branch at their website www.calerlondonbranch.org there you go, that's the sponsor out the way. Um, we're not going to have a catch-up with the opposition section this week, just haven't had time to arrange anything, to be brutally honest, and we've, we we couldn't find a Crawley podcast, the last one. Well, the last we, we, last season, I found
1: there? two. One of them hasn't had an episode in over a year, <laughs> in a year, and the other one was about three years old. and yep, there you go. Their social media wasn't very active, so.
0: No, no, that, that's fine and enough, I couldn't find a Hartlepool one. There one? is there was a, an official Hartlepool one, but last early in the season we got a Hartlepool fan you know, off off Twitter to just do it, and uh, just yeah, didn't, yeah, just didn't have time to arrange another one this time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We will be back next week though with a vengeance, because we'll be talking to our good friends from across the pond, the guys from Heaven's Devils podcast, the Forest Green Rovers USA podcast ahead
1: of our trip to fodder screen which we're both going on
0: aren't we? indeed we are yeah i'm going to be driving you down from warrington you're getting the train down aren't yeah
1: i'm jumping on the train to warrington and mr rooney will be waiting for me
0: indeed we'll do, we'll do some recordings while we're down there and stuff like that and give you a little bit of a feel for what the trip's like maybe, as maybe
1: well. do a, a food review or something
0: well none of that vegan rubbish of it, i hope but um no. but no yeah well so we'll be doing that next week might be the last chance we get to t- talk to those guys actually because Forest Green are absolutely well, they're, flying. They're going aren't they? up, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, they're going up. Tranmere look like they're going up now. They've signed Kane Hemmings from Tranmere. Their- we
1: were just saying, when when did Tranmere go second? You know, they've just well, The
0: thing is, they've bare, they barely they? conceded a goal all season. They've barely scored a goal. Well, it, it, yeah, but the thing is, they've been winning games one 0 all lot of the time. That's yeah, the thing, and, yeah. and they, they won four nil the other day again. So it was it against Salford, I think it was, and that they're, they're they're really starting to fly now, and obviously signing Kane Hemmings. It's a big signing from Burton Albion there? Kane Hemmings, interestingly, is the son of Tony Hemmings, Tony. former United player. So there you go. Uh, right, let's talk about the Crawley game then, Dan. Um, first up, uh, referee for this game, Darren Bond from Lancashire. It's his tenth season as EFL referee. For the last four or five seasons, he's actually been the select group two, mostly taking charge of Championship fixtures. Um, this is actually only the third game he's taken charge of this season. Incredibly, he's only right. taken. So he, took, he, he took. He Yeah, he took charge of an EFL Cup game in August, and then the next game he didn't take charge of was, was a League One game this weekend. I think it was Doncaster against Fleetwood. I think it was. So, I think basically he's been, he's been injured, been injured or something. Yeah, uh, yeah and, I, and I think essentially he's working his way back to fitness before he goes back to refereeing championship yeah. games. Hence why he's getting. League yeah, one and yeah. league two games basically, so uh, so yeah, he's had about 10 yellow cards in those two games he's took charge of, though. So, certainly, certainly likes to hand the cards out, doesn't he? Um, he last took charge of the United game, though, in August 2017, the 2 1 home defeat to Sunderland in the League Cup. I remember coming away from that game because they were a championship side then, weren't they? I think they'd just been relegated from the Premier League, possibly. Sunderland, I remember coming out thinking. I might go and put some money in them to go down there with that bad Sunderland. I didn't in the end, which is yeah. frustrating because they did go down and they were awful. They did. <laughs> Absolutely dreadful. They, that game, I think, features on the Sunderland Till I Die I thing, doesn't it? Although they caption it wrong. They say it's away at Berry in the cup. <laughs> so they mm. completely are, are set up, but there you go. Um, yeah, head to head record. Um, only played them 19 times, the Red Devils. It's a very yeah. good one, though, isn't it? Yeah, pretty good. 10 wins, 6 draws, and 3 Crawley wins. Um, only one of those wins has come at Brunton Park, which was the second time they visited, the first time they visited as an EFL club. Um, so yeah, that that's maybe a good omen, maybe a bad omen, I don't know. Um, but obviously they only picked up their uh, third win against us earlier this season in the game down at um, the Broadfield Stadium. Yeah, uh, yeah. Last season they finished 12th. This season they're 12th, <laughs> 31 points. Uh, they're seven positions and six points ahead of United I haven't played a game less. Uh, if, you
1: asked, if you asked Alexa to give you a mid-table League 2 team, she would probably reply Crawley Town.
0: Yeah, which is weird because like, despite my best efforts, I've been predicting them to go down for I think about like four <laughs> or five seasons in a row now, I think. And they're never down then. I think this might be the first season I haven't, because I'm just like, well, Sc- Scunthorpe and Oldham and Rochester and that one. Yeah. That much of a mess, it made no sense to bad go all, for Crawley. Bad Yeah, well, yeah, they're they're dropping like a stone. Zanzala gone there, obviously. We'll touch on that. Been telling everyone for weeks. Mm, But there you go. Their manager uh, is a man that I think everybody knows about. Despite the fact that he's not really had much of a career as a player, everyone knows about him now because he's a a social media sensation for his post-match interviews. John Yes. Appointed as manager in December 2019. He's got a contract now until June 2023. Um, Previously, he's only managed Horsham and... Crawley as a caretaker. I think he, he only ever played as a professional or semi-professional for Horsham for a couple of games as player managers or emergency centre-back back in the day because as a youth I think he went around like Palace and Spurs and Millwall but he basically I think he got quite a bad injury when he was young so he never really made it as a player. Um, but just he's done, always been in the game. Yeah, he's done a lot of coaching a lot of different roles like at Bournemouth mm. he was head of football operations for a while he's done Scout for Newcastle and a few other clubs and he got his chance as manager at Crawley for the second time, having been caretaker a few years back. Uh, and he, and you know what? He's one of those ones you look and think, that's a weird, that that's a, an appointment that says disaster written all over it. But he's done well. He's kept them as a solid, solid lead yeah. to side, hasn't he? And, you know, they now you probably say they never really look that much in danger. They seem to pick quite a few players who get let go by the sort of South Coast clubs, doesn't he? Like your Brightons and your Southamptons and clubs like that. And... Really do build a a decent setup there. To be fair, and you know, it's, it's one of those things that you'd think maybe they'd be able to get bigger crowds because there's plenty of you know people living around there. I suppose a lot of them go to Brighton and Palace, don't they? From there, I guess from Crawley. So, uh... so yeah. So that's uh, John Yems, he's their manager. Um, the last time uh, they they won one nil away, in Northampton. That's a big result for them, isn't it? I think it's fair to say, considering Northampton about third or fourth. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean that. that Fantastic. Result. Tom Nichols scoring the goal in that game. I mean, he's a player I've always really liked. He's one of those ones you'd, you'd yeah. love to see him with us. Never going to leave down south, is he? He's always going to play for clubs no, down no. south. But, you know, d- decent little player he is. Um, in terms of f- overall form, they are below United in the form table because United are fifth in the form table for the last six games I now. flying. Absolutely flying. All, all the up. clubs above us are like. Playoff charges on. Yeah, Forest Green, Trammy and Mansfield and all the clubs that are up in the playoffs and promotions. So. So there you go. Um, they're eighth in the last six games form table. Their record is drawn, lost, drawn, and the three wins in a row like United, basically. Um, looking through the squad, Danny, it doesn't really, you know... I, mean, I I always forget who the good players are in League Two these days. Cause I've, I've got conditioned to League One for so long. Even though we've been at this yeah. level seven years, I still find it hard to work out who's actually decent at this level. <laughs> and but, they move about so much these yeah. days, don't they? I mean, you look
1: at this. Just slightly off topic, I was having this conversation with a, a pal the other day, and I'm like, mm. you know, when when I first started watching games, players would have a fifteen-year career at three clubs. Yeah. Now, by the time they're twenty-five, they've played for ten. Mm. You know, because usually at a big club, they go out on
0: loan and they work down the leagues, and you know, but anyways, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, looking for the squad, Dan, I mean, any players that stand out to you in there particularly? I mean, Glenn Morris is an experienced campaigner in netters is, and he's, what, 39 now or something like that, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been around years,
1: Glenn Morrison. he's one of those, he's not the tallest, but he, yeah. he's a solid keeper at this level. Mm. You know? Yeah,
0: definitely. It's one of those ones where they probably Obviously,
1: look... the, the obvious one that we, we all notice is Nadison, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's a former player. But
0: he's not quite done as well there as you might have expected, especially considering he's back home. It's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah. he's... He's 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 not. I mean, the way he played for us, maybe we we were just lucky and got him in a purple patch. I think he looked he like plays a bit More wider scoff, for yeah. Crawley. He played wide a bit for us, though. He drifted out wide, didn't yeah. he? It's an interesting one, but he, he just doesn't. Maybe maybe he's just not having as good a players around him. Possibly, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. He's one that stands out. I mean, in defence for me, Tony Craig and Joel Lynch. That's a decent centre back pairing, actually, isn't it? Yeah, Craig at? was
1: Millwall, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, for a long time he was at Millwall, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Real. Proper legend there, and Joel yeah. Lynch. He was at Sunderland for a bit, wasn't he? I think, and a few of yeah. the big clubs. I seem to remember. Um, yeah, I mean, looking for My, a, George- a, a lad I know from London is related to Reese Gregor Cox. Mm. There's a random link for you. Yeah, good, good, good little link there. Um, a yeah. couple of lads on loan from Southampton who may be decent players. I think Caleb Watts actually played at the Olympics last year with Australia. Good enough. Who's on loan? You, you, you'd
1: think where they're located, they're probably quite. They should be getting one from the likes of Southampton, Bournemouth, and Brighton, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even Crystal
0: Palace, etc. Yeah. I, would, I mean, I would, it's one of those ones. It depends. If, if they're better players, they don't really want to send them to League Two clubs. That's the only problem, isn't it, I guess? But yeah. yeah. Early on, maybe you should be getting more of them. And obviously, you mentioned Tom Nichols up front. He's another one who's, a, who's always been decent. But yeah, it's it's yeah. a big squad, though, actually. When I mean, look at it, there's a lot of players in there. So there must be. I don't know if they've got like a development squad in the way that you know Scunthorpe have with a lot of young players in there, but yeah. it's quite a big squad. Um, in terms of some of the news involved with them lately, um, plenty of activity already there ground in the January transfer window. Um, arriving at the club, we mentioned already, Australian midfielder Caleb Watts is joined on loan from Southampton and former Burgess Town Hillkeeper Taylor Seymour. I think he also had a spell at uh, Portsmouth, did Seymour, uh, arrived on a free transfer, while Tom Dallison joined Colchester United on a two-and-a-half-year deal for an undisclosed fee. I mean, and that'd be funny, he's not a player who I'd really heard of as like a, a star defender at this level. So Colchester's shelling out money to sign him on a near mm. a 3 I mean, year Col- deal.
1: Colchester have got a massive game on Saturday because the horse barrow, don't mm, that's a bit That's a big game because those yeah. two are right
0: up right down there now, aren't they? Come They're on, really, Colchester, come on. <laughs> uh, um, as I mentioned, obviously, Joel winch before, but he was only on a short-term deal to the start of the year and he's actually extended that now. And he's agreed an eighteen-month contract with the clubs. That's that's a big signing for them, especially. Um, and uh, on loan, QPR midfielder Armit Bansal McNulty. That's that's a hell of a name, isn't it? That's uh, he, a Belton name, isn't, isn't it? it? I, I think he's part because I think I looked at his full name and one of his middle names is Padrick. So I think he's like he must be. He's obviously mixed race, but he's you know he's got a bit of Irish yeah. in there, especially and uh, a bit of Asian heritage too. So uh, so there you go. He's returned to his parent club uh, QPR after his loan spell. Um, yeah, so it's one of the one of those games. Interesting one. You'd you look anything. You we've got. You think a good chance to get three points, but actually, out of the two games of this and Hartlepool, probably the tougher game based on form, isn't it?
1: Yeah, uh, Hartlepool are also uh, not jumping ahead too much, but uh, you know they've got their eye on the cup as well at the moment. So. Yeah, mm, yeah, in, in, but in, it's it's in, yes because they've won the last three, but. If we're serious about climbing the league, this it's yeah we've got to win this. I mean, I
0: mean, from past experience, they they never really turn up a button back. I mean, last season especially, yeah. they were awful, and the from, season before that as well.
1: Jumping jumping ahead again, if if you were right. offered four points from the two games, you'd say thanks very much. Yeah, definitely. Just because we know that four points will probably take us another couple of places up the league. Yeah, but we should be looking for two wins from these two.
0: Yeah, we should be aiming to make it five, you know, five wins in a row, and really yeah, yeah. build a bit of confidence <sighs> up and, and basically go into that Forest Green game, and it'll be a battle of the two best teams on form in the division. Basically, the, the, the so Forest
1: Green game is is a gimme for us because the Forest Green are going to walk the league, and yeah. we're not expected to get anything. Anything we do get is a bonus.
0: Yeah. So, you know, and then obviously the, the week after that, you have got Sutton and Sutton. I mean, they're having a hell of a first season in the league, aren't they? I don't think anyone expected them to be right up there. Well, they haven't been up here before, though, have they? No, that'll be an interesting test for them, certainly. I think it's fair to say. Um, I mean, we might as well talk about United now, because this is the first game. This is one where we'll know about the line-ups and stuff. Um, in terms of injuries, both Clough and Alessandria closing in on a return. Turin yeah, play- I and mean- Go on, sorry. Sorry, just
1: Clough. Clough and Alessandra played an hour of an in-house eleven-a-side game yeah. on midweek. Uh, I think basically what Millen said was they're both back training, they're both playing, but they're not. They're not quite there. They certainly wouldn't be fit to start,
0: but we may yeah. see them on the bench. And... You do. You do wonder if Alessandra might benefit from Patrick being back as well because they link so well as well, didn't they? When he was at the club, uh, I, so.
1: as as I've said before, I'm a fan of Alessandra. Uh, yeah. I think he's an excellent I don't think he's a starter now, no, but i think I think he's an excellent player to bring on for fifteen yeah. minutes when you're trying to close a game out, yeah because he's got his knowledge he can hold the ball up and he sees things uh-huh. uh and i I think well, I'd like to think both have still got a role to play, you know i mean yeah. as, as we alluded to earlier Puff, Clough will maybe settle better now we're playing a bit better.
0: Yeah, and I think Clough's going to be a lot h- harder to get rid of, isn't he, because of his wage as much as anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His injury record. The people are not going to touch yeah. him in that same way. There may be someone like Abraham's in it. Probably it's a be funny to didn't him. get the Fleetwood job because he would have took him, wouldn't he? <laughs> he probably would have done. That's that's probably fair to say. Um, yeah, so, I mean, injury-wise, we think only Toure and... I say Jensen. Is Jensen still on our books? No one seems to know. It's does just, does you know. anyone know? I know he's been. He went back to Burnley when he got his injury, didn't? Cause he, yeah. He got his injury he, playing a back. He did actually game, play a
1: game for Burnley under 23s didn't he? I think that's where he got the injury. I think that's what they saying. Yeah, so yeah. it's
0: it's, it's, a, it's a weird one, that one. But the, the
1: way... there was there was a when Howard signed his contract, Millen mentioned about Howard and it, you know he wants Norman to push him, and he basically said they're my two keepers. So. Mm. It's never been announced, but it wouldn't be a surprise if by the end of the month it was announced
0: that he's gone back. Yeah, maybe because he's not to going to play now, is he? And stuff like that, I guess. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But there you go. So, um, so yeah, I mean, in terms a of flush anywhere. They've just got twenty million for Chris Wood. Hey, <laughs> they certainly have. Um, that, that's incredible. That isn't it? that's that, that shows the, the, the you know the difference in the way footballs run, doesn't it? Twenty million pounds yeah. for a thirty-year-old who's got four goals this season. Um,
1: I know we're going off topic, but I I like Chris Wood as a player. Oh, I I do, I do. He's in in double figures for four seasons in a row. There's strikers at big clubs aren't. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah,
0: anyways. (laughs) Yes, anyway. Um, We won't do match predictions until we've we've done the Hartlepool one because Mike's given me both at once, I think. Got to stick with the same 11, surely, from the Bradford game?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. People
1: will push for Patrick, but you've got to remember he hasn't played much football. Yeah. You know he'd, he'd probably be better coming off the bench initially, and he'll maybe start the second game. Or and I don't think but, it'd be yeah. ra-
0: fair on Matoly, would it to bring him in for one game and then drop him for the second game. You no, 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 especially after he's,
1: he's got man of the match and a, yeah. a stand-in stand innovation when he went off. So yeah, yeah. no, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like we said after the other wins, you don't you don't change a winning team unless you have
0: to. No, nope, definitely not. Um, right, well, let's move on to the Hartlepool game then, Dan. Uh, referee for this one, Ollie Yates from Staffordshire. It is sixth season as an EFL referee. He's taken charge of 13 games this season so far, handing out 48 bookings and two red cards. And he last took charge of the United game for the 3-0 defeat at Northampton earlier this season. Obviously, obviously oh, right. Keith Millen's first game in charge. Um, mm-hmm. That's quite,
1: gave... a quick, quite, quite a quick turnaround, yeah, isn't
0: it? Yeah, quite a quick turnaround. I mean, gave a very dodgy penalty that day, I think it's fair to say, against Jack Armour. Yeah. Didn't didn't look like you well, he, he, can
1: it? horse one for that, can't he?
0: Yeah, no, although I do think if, it was if on the off chances listening. <laughs> I think it might be in the linesman that gave that one. To be fair as well, yeah. Head to head record, obviously. I think we've said this before. I think Hartlepool might be the team who played the second most times in our history. I'm not sure if they're top or second. Possibly,
1: um you know, so I'll I'll have a look for next week, and we'll go definitely, through it. Definitely, uh,
0: 105 times I played them in our history. Uh, 50 wins to United. 18 draws and 37 pools wins. So, again, another one where we're on top, which is nice to see. Uh, last season, obviously, they were in the Football League. They finished fourth in the National League and promoted via the playoffs in a fairly balmy National League playoff final, wasn't it? It was just a ridiculous game. It was, of it was a
1: great game to watch, wasn't it? Oh,
0: terrific. I mean, the, the goalkeeper's goal late on really, really did make it exciting. Um, I mean, ridiculous decision by the National League officials to play the final at Bristol City, though. I mean, it's just bizarre. Why wouldn't you find somewhere in the Midlands to play it?
1: It's I think easy. it was all to do with availability, etc. And...
0: Uh, maybe I guess so. Maybe it's just yeah. a, it, it was a very, very weird choice in my opinion, but there you go. Um, currently, they're 16th on 28 points. I mean, a lot of people got excited about how they started the season, didn't they? But they dropped off massively, especially when Chalder basically had his head turned and obviously he's now gone to Stockport County.
1: Is it, is it also as well the fatigue factor because their season finished so late, which we mentioned yeah, in the and season and they,
0: preview? And they've not got the biggest squad. I don't think they've had the biggest squad for most of this season. So uh, so they're only just three positions and three points ahead of United now. So if we match their result the weekend, potentially we could actually go ahead of them. Especially, I think, goal difference-wise, we're minus 11. I think they're minus 10. So basically, we win at one level we go ahead of them. So chance to usurp them Uh, now. Manager, obviously, at the start of the season, it was Dave Chalden. He did an incredible job getting them into the Football League. Uh, But he left to go... Back to the National League with Moneybags Stockport County, and he was replaced by Graham Lee. He was appointed on December uh, 2021, and um, his contract is until June 2024. Interesting that one—he's been given like a two and a half year deal. Millen only gets eighteen months with us, so there you go. Maybe long term thinking going on there from Hartley Bill. Um, previously, he's only managed Middlesbrough well under twenty threes. Um, as a player, though, he began his player as a pool with, uh, player with pools Oh, Jeremy, being a really tough centre back. Playing against us. He was always one of those players you looked to think he wouldn't be a bad no player nonsense to have. type. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he made 225 appearances at the Victoria Park. His career then took him to Sheffield Wednesday, Doncaster Rovers. He returned to Hartlepool on loan and Shrewsbury Town on loan. Uh, Bradford City, North County, Darlington. Then he finished his career in Carlisle at Celtic Nation of All Clubs. He must have been luck, getting paid yeah. a fair whack there, must not he, <laughs> to, to be playing for yeah. them. That that, that's
1: when they were chucking wages of several hundred pounds
0: we, was it Willie Gibson and Peter Murphy and John yeah. Paul McGovern and Colin McMenamin? was he there as Mac well McMenamin, yeah. that's the one so yeah he was there uh, so yeah that's where he was uh, he's assisted by former pools player Mickey Nelson with uh, former Blues man Anthony Sweeney as first team coach but, sp-
1: speaking of no nonsense players Nelson was another no nonsense oh he certainly was yeah centre-back, them, them centre-back, two centre backs they were he,
0: he was one of
1: sure. those players I always fancied us signing at some point mm. and it
0: never happened I think both of them I think you both look at them before did, did, did he go knowledge in the end Nelson I think he did possibly yeah he definitely went to a, t- a club that possibly played in the yeah. top flyer I don't know if he played there himself no but, uh, no, no, but I think maybe in the championship years so. yeah and uh yeah. Also at the club in their staffer there is Paul Simpson's son Jake. He's head of performance there. So there you go. For that's basically the. It's, it's more like the um, sports science role, isn't it? Essentially, that's yeah. What he yeah. does Jake and all of that stuff. Um, last time out, they they got a really impressive victory last time, actually, didn't they? Beat Championship side Blackpool two one in the FA Cup, and that earned them a fourth round trip to Premier League side Crystal Palace. Oh, I'd love a trip to Crystal Palace. I've never been to Sellers Park. I'd want to ticket it off. I've
1: been once. I've got a couple of good mates to are uh, Palace season ticket yeah. holders. It, uh, be, be, it's, a, it's a mishmash of the ground.
0: Oh, get yourself down there for the game and then pop to Crystals afterwards for a night out, can't you? <laughs> yeah, the nightclub. There you go. For, for those who don't know, there actually is a, a nightclub built into Sellers Park, isn't there, called Crystals? Uh, it, it's the, uh, you can imagine the kind of nightclub uh, the place called Crystals is and that's probably it, isn't it? I think it's fair yeah. to say. Um, form wise they're sitting 19th in the last six games form table in the league I mean not great form they're in uh, the record is lost lost wo- won sorry lost lost won drawn lost drawn so only one win in the last six um, in terms of their squad Dan plenty of ex-carlo players in there isn't there mm, there's a few yeah obviously Gary Little is there he's, I don't think he's captain is he I'm not sure who he's captain actually um, at Play United but um yeah, Lidl's uh, finishing his career there by the looks of things, having started off. Well, he didn't start off there, did he? He started at Middlesbrough. But he started a sort of professionally, yeah, because yeah. I don't think he played a game for Middlesbrough. Yeah. Uh, back at Hartlepool. And, you know, fair play. He's, he's doing fantastically there. He's one of those ones, I, I just think we should have kept, really, when he went. I think he's... Mm. A guy, I, 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 it might have been a case of him leaving, I suppose, wanting to go, but... I thought he was a terrific player. I think really he, really he is something. from over there, though, isn't he, sir? He is, that's true, yep. Um... But yeah, I mean, you look, looking in the squad, I mean, the, the, the two standout players and the players who did really well against us in the game earlier this season, uh, they the two wing-backs, aren't they? Jamie Sterry and uh, I think it's David Ferguson. Ferguson played in the Scottish Leagues, I think, early in his career, I mm. seem to remember. I'm not exactly sure sure where. You, you, you probably remember better than me. But but, I
1: can't uh, think off the top on the head. I
0: mean, Sterry's one. Well. I was going to say, Sterry's one he's you know... A lot of bigger clubs have been looking at him, haven't they? Really, I think he's a yeah. really impressive player. He signed a new contract with them, which I think surprised some of their fans. Actually, I think a lot of them thought he was going to leave. But um, here you go. I'm getting David Ferguson insurance,
1: up. insurance fee, so they get a transfer fee yeah. for
0: him. I don't know why I thought David Ferguson had played it in Scotland because he hadn't. <laughs> he he started out at Darlington, <laughs> went to Sunderland. He's from Sunderland. Yeah. <laughs> he's played at Blackpool. That Blackpool's the club I was thinking of. That he played at Blackpool, Shildon, uh, Darlington, York City, and and he's basically worked his way back into the football league. with... Partly, but yeah. He's done really well for himself, to be fair. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a really impressive player. He did really well in the the game against them earlier this season. Uh, other actually United players, uh, a he wasn't a one game one. Was he a two game wonder? Martin Smith. I always forget. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I think mean, he played two games. He was on loan from Sunderland and didn't do anything really. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, and obviously in attack, you've got three others. You've got Mark Cullen, Jordan Cook, and Olafelo Olamola. Jordan Cook has hardly featured, has he? I think he's had an injury. I think that's why. I think that's I mean, yeah. where they're they're waiting to see what happens with his with his current injury. So he's had a bit of bad yeah. luck there. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Cullen's um, got the odd goal, though, hasn't he? He's been chipping in with you, especially in the FA Cup. He's played a big part in mm. their run. I think, hasn't he? Mm. He got the I think he got a winner against Wick and Wanderers. I think in there. Second yeah. round game. Oh, I was I was he never he never had a chance either
1: because he came when he was injured and he just couldn't shake it off and
0: it was a bit of a I mean, when you look back at it, it was a bit of a silly signing when you are tried to push for a player yeah. to sign a player who essentially needed probably a month and a half to get yeah. fit and we tried throwing him in and he got injured again, didn't he? I think so. So yeah, not 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 great, I think it's fair to say his time with Carlisle, but he's certainly doing well when he's been at Hartlepool Um mm. some other good players there Nicky Featherston He's one who's always been a, a good quality midfielder. Yeah, yeah. Houlihan as well. Gavin, Gavin Houlihan, that is, obviously. Um, he scored a, a belting goal against us earlier this season, too.
1: Mind you, Wes Houlihan ran the game against Newcastle for Cambridge, didn't Certainly, he? didn't he? 39 years 39 old. 39 year old and running the show.
0: One of those great regrets, isn't it, that Roddy did, couldn't persuade him to come from Shelbourne to yeah. us back in the day. Very close that was to happening, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Talk about a little bit of Hartlepool news. I mean, like United, like Crawley, they've made some early moves in the January transfer window. Um, Including one that we looked at. <sighs> indeed, yeah. So um, the first up, they, they've signed um, Rotherham United's six six centre-back, Jake Hull, on loan for the rest of the season. He looks at a, quite an imposing player. i I'm to see how he yeah. does. Rotherham have got a good youth set-up there, haven't they? So you'd imagine he'd be a decent player. Um, yeah. And the other signing, as you mentioned there, is striker Marcus Carver, uh, reportedly a player United had a look at, but basically decided it wasn't quite up to it, didn't they? What
1: What I am told, I, I've got someone who knows Carver very well, hmm. a mate of mine knows him very well, and what I'm told is there was a bit of scouting and maybe a general inquiry, but it wasn't really progressed, and it was yeah. Barrow and Hartlepool who went in,
0: and uh, he made the right decision going to
1: Hartlepool,
0: in my opinion. You <laughs> you're just determined to win your bet on borrow going down, aren't you? You'll yeah, you'll say right. any anything you want to get <laughs> they will have yeah. to come in. Get them back on yeah. medium wave.
1: Um <laughs> Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being a bit bit facetious there, or am I? Um no. Yeah. So they've uh, he signed on a permanent transfer for an undisclosed fee from National League Northside Southport. Scored a few goals of this season, so he's it maybe one of those plays he a bit of a gamble could, could turn out for them. Um, he's, he's twenty-eight year old though. Yeah, he's not young, that's the thing. And
1: what, what what my mate also says is he will run all day. He will he's got a traction engine in mm. him. He just runs and runs and runs. He'll chase every last cause. Fans love him because he tries, but whether he's up to scoring goals in League 2, maybe, maybe not. But
0: Sounds, sounds very Craig curran doesn't he, really? Mm. <laughs> you know, player who runs run his heart out, but maybe yeah, he's not yeah. going to be the player who's going to score the goals, but there you go. The yeah. um, Only thing I've really picked up on is the fact that they're having some real success in cup competitions this season. The one we don't talk about, they're into the quarterfinals of that. Um, thankfully, we're not. We're out. Know, incredible to say it, but we're quite pleased that we've been knocked out of the competition. Um, and in the FA Cup as you mentioned there before they're into the fourth round and they've beat League One and Championship Clubs already in the competition this season so they're having a really really decent return to to the Football League aren't they I, I don't think they're any, in any danger of going down this season I think they've probably got enough no, to keep No I think up. they'll have enough to, to keep out of it so There you go Well anything else you want to talk about in terms of Hartley pull Down or is that enough do you think? No, the one's hung a monkey on the beach, but everyone knows that. (laughs) Everybody knows that, yeah, that's the interesting fact about Cartlipil. They mistook him for a French spy, which maybe tells you all you need to know about the uh, early 19th century education standards of the North 20th
1: century. Wasn't that late? It was Napoleon
0: Napoleon, it was, wasn't it? I think that's what it was. was? was Like early 1800s, I think it was, but but there you go either way it's not got any better. still system, fe- has it? still feels <laughs> like those times when you walk <laughs> the streets uh... <laughs> indeed uh well let's do the match predictions then I'll, predictions for both games you, you can go first and i've got mike's predictions to queue up
1: right i'm going to go for a 3-0 win twice Ooh. against crawley wow. and hartlepool we're storming to the playoffs you can get 50 to 1 for promotion let's all lump on another party when it happens uh goal scorers I wanna go for Omatoy Gibson and Callum Guy's dual goal in and then on the on the Tuesday night I'll go for uh I think you need to get one from a corner. Yeah. Soon as we talked about it. Patrick and
0: Ooh. Patrick too, a double sod it. Mm, well, there you go. And then he'll come into the start in 11 after that. Well, here's Mike's predictions. And I'm, I'm hoping he's put Crawley and Hartlepool in here. Because I just, just asked him for predictions and I didn't actually tell him both. So let's hope he's done both.
1: <laughs> I'm going to predict a 2-0 win with Mellish and Omotoy both getting on the score sheet.
0: So yeah, he's only done the Crawley one. So let's say he's going to predict that score for both the games. (laughs) For God's sake, not very well organised, are we? Uh, My predictions, I'm going to go for a 3-0 win over Crawley as well, Dan. Um, I think there'll be goals from uh, Morgan Feeney, who else? Brendan Dickinson and Mellish will get the other one. And then I think a 2-1 win over Hartlepool because I think Mark Cullen's going to score in that game. And I reckon goals from Patrick and the fish as a late sub. He's going to come on and get his first <laughs> goal. He's going to be the winner and he's going to celebrate in front of the Hartlepool fans. Um, yes, yeah, so that's predictions for the game. We've got a question of the week. We did one last week. You gave us it, Dan, and it, it stopped yeah, me. And we Mike should, we should have done
1: this earlier so we could have a think about it.
0: We could should have done, shouldn't we? But so Mike's done yeah. the question for this week. He's, he's not giving me an audio answer. He's given me a link. So I'll have to click on it once, uh, once we've both had a go at it. But, uh, here we go. So this is Mike's question of the week.
1: So, as you'll remember, we had that awful trip down to Crawley in 2014, uh, where we got that horrible nil-nil draw that saw us all but relegated. Who played for us that night?
0: I want us to name the whole bloody 11. The whole team. The fist by lots well, of the David things, Simonson yeah. did. Yeah, because he had a brilliant game on the right wing and then got stuck on the uh, right back for the last 20 minutes and didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's work this logically. So I think goalkeeper was... I think Gillespie was back by then, wasn't he? I seem to remember. Or was it Pickford still? I think it was Pickford actually, wasn't it, possibly? Let's go Jordan Pickford in goal. Yeah, because actually Gillespie was on the bench on the last day against Wolves. Jordan Pickford in goal. Right back... Uh, Would it be Connor Brown then, maybe? Or Reese Brown, one of the two? Let's go Reese Brown, right back. Left-back, Matty Robson. Centre-backs, Sean O'Hanlon and... Who else would play centre-back? Chim Midfield, Simonton was on the right. Who's going to be on the left? Sam Byrne playing that game, I seem to remember. Because it just gets me angry thinking about that man. Um, Did he not come off the bench? Possibly. Maybe Sam Byrne came off the bench. <sighs> Brad Potts, he played Brad that Brad Potts, game. yeah. Liam Brad... Noble still with us, said. Yeah, Liam Noble would have been said. Liam Noble and. Yeah. I'm not sure if Barrett played in that game when he was on the bench, maybe. We'll go with Barrett and um, Symington. I <sighs> don't think of what else we else had on loan back then. We had a few players, didn't we? Dean didn't play in that game <laughs> for obvious reasons because he, he was sat at home on his tag. Um, yeah. Oh, this is a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. Did we say Sean O'Hanlon? Yeah, O'Hanlon at centre-back alongside Jim Bond. Yeah. Um, oh. Chris Chandler, was he around then? I don't know if he'd gone by then maybe. I think he might have left by then because Robson was left back, wasn't he? For that, most of that season. I don't know, so he said, he I out. think he would be up front. That's the bit I'm struggling with. Sam Byrne, you reckon, yeah. off the bench. He, I'm, yeah, I'm sure Byrne Miller? came off the bench. Miller up front? No, I, 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 I think he, he not gone by then. No, he was still there. He left at the end of that season. And yeah. Because he, he basically he had that contract extension thing, didn't he? And he basically said, I'll I'll, I'll tell you I'll who, waive it.
1: who we did have that season, but he definitely didn't play in this game. Mm-hmm. It won't have
0: been Nacho Novo. No, because he played two games and he let he pretty much gone then. Yeah. Um, so I think it was Miller up front. I think we've named about thirteen
1: players here, by
0: the way. Mark Beck, I think. So we'll go. We'll go with that team. Though. So we're going to go with Pickford and Nets right back of Reese Brown. I think I might be wrong. I think he might have gone back. No,
1: there, we I played. We played. We played three at the back because Simonson played wing back. Are you sure? i sure he was a winger. I'm sure he was a right winger. And then he moved to no, right back. No, I think he played off. wing back.
0: Ah, I'm trying to think. Right well, uh, maybe it would have been no because Brad Potts was in midfield by then wasn't he I think yeah maybe it would have well let's go let's go with Reese Brown right back centre backs Chimbondra and or oh, and Chimbondra right left back was Matty Robson midfield we think we, we said guess. Noble and Potts Noble Potts maybe Barrett and Simonson. I think someone played out position there on the left possibly and then up front Lee Miller and Mark Beck. That's our guess, and we think Sam Bird might come on as a sub, so let me click open this link, Dan, and tell you what the lineup was for that game. Let me see, where's this link that Mike has sent me? Uh, okay. We I mean, could have actually just done it on the audio. The team that day, Jordan Pickford in Nets. Brown played, I was right, Reese Brown. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't have doubted you as well, though. Chris Chantler did play; he was left back instead of um... Did he? Did he? Yeah. So it was Brown. O'Hanlon. Well, I was going. I was going to. I was only in between
1: Chantler and uh, what was he called from Wigan? Uh, Redmond.
0: Redmond. He was midfield. There wasn't. He? he was more centre midfielder. I seem to remember. Yeah. Um. So yeah, basically it was Symington uh, Simington on the right wing. So, was, um, Pickford in nets. Chantler left back. Uh, Brown right back at the start, and then O'Hanlon and Chimbondra in, uh, in mid in centre defence. Simington yeah. on the right wing. Your midfield was um, Symington on the right. It was more like a five man midfield actually when you look at it. The... Can I
1: just say something, Lee? God. You've been any good
0: reading teams out as an announcer. Well, well this is the problem because the, the lineup's complete. <laughs> the BBC site has got the lineup completely wrong. It's got in terms of positions, so that's why I'm trying to do it properly. Uh, you're right, we with Symington. And then in midfield, you had Potts, Barrett, Noble, David Amu. Yeah. Completely forgot about him. And Lewis Guy played up on... front Lewis Guy. Oh. Lewis Guy. And then your subs yeah. were Sam Bird, as you rightly mentioned. He came on for Chimbonda. Uh, Kyle Dempsey came on for Lewis Sky in that game and uh, Courtney Mepp and Walter came on in the 89th minute for Liam Noble and managed to get booked in that time that he was on the pitch good effort and the rest of your subs were uh, Matty Robson was a sub uh, Greg Fleming Danny Redmond as you mentioned already uh, did, oh, he Richard, yeah. did he play in Cyprus for a bit I seem to remember I'm sure he went to Cyprus something like that um, obviously you mentioned Burn Me- Meppenwalter and, and Dempsey but also where uh, Pearson was the other bent. What's up? James Pearson, Nigel's son. So there you go. That was the lineup. That was a Mike, in future, if you're going to pick a quiz question, make it something that's only got two or three answers or something, so we can get it done. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) Although Danny Redmond did play in the Europa Conference League this season, as we said earlier in the year. Yeah, he did, he did. Um, Okay, Dan, let's get on to the x file section. I'm going to read that this out this week because you're having a few technical issues, aren't you, I think, so far? Which, yes, the file won't you know, download for me. It's been a bit of a nightmare, I think it's fair to say. Um, yeah, so um, x file section. A little bit quiet on the goals and cards this week. A uh, little bit busy on the other section, though. Some interesting ones in there that you spotted in particular. Um, in terms of the goals, um, uh, we've got to start with this man, haven't we? The man we love to hate. Harry McCurdy. Scored in Swindon Town. Scored Towns. A belt against Man City. Yeah, yeah, fair didn't play, they. he did score a very good, good goal in this game.
1: And uh, f- scored a very similar goal
0: midweek as well, didn't he? Didn't mean anything in the midweek goal, though, did it? Neither did this one. They're both defeats. No. Yeah, Swindon Town's 4 1 FA Cup third round defeat to Manchester City. Uh, McCurdy scored the consolation goal in that game. He also scored in the midweek 3 2 league defeat to Mansfield Town. And he just signed a new contract with him this week, I think, a new two year deal with him. So, uh yeah, he's doing all right. I mean, he's clearly found a club where he's happy and the fans seem to like him. How of long that lasts?
1: Chelsea in that.
0: Is it beloved Chelsea, Not Chelsea, Chelsea, It's going to be Chelsea, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You could see him going somewhere like Reading, couldn't you? Possibly. Whether he's got the temperament for that level, I'm not convinced, but maybe he'll prove us wrong. Um, the man who he seems to score quite a few goals this season, Angelo Bellanta. He scored in Dagenham and Redbridge's 2-2 draw at Torquay United. Gavin Riley. He scored in Greenock Morton's 5-0 win over Dunfermline. He also was in the SPFL... Got into the Scottish, yeah. Team of the Week. Fair play to him, Gavin. yeah. Seems to be picking up a bit of form with Greenock at the moment. Um, A couple of goal scorers for Gateshead in the 4-2 win over Bradford. Park Avenue in brackets there, because they're actually called Bradford. People don't realise that, do they? It's actually Bradford Football Club. They're called Bradford. um, Park Avenue by a lot of people, but there you go. Um, Yeah, Adam Campbell and Kedwin Scott both scored again. Yeah, they're getting a decent season, the pair of them as well. And finally, Paddy Madden. He scored a penalty in Stockport County's 4-1 win at Um, Other news. Big derby game, that. Yeah, big derby indeed. Other news. I'll let you do this one, Dan. It's something you spotted. Uh, John Coleman gave me credit for it on Twitter, and I did have to correct them. It actually was you that pointed out to me. Interesting little spot, this one, isn't it? Yeah. uh, AFCON, African Nations Cup,
1: is on uh, at the moment. And a former left-back and from Chelsea, Kevin Wright, now plays for Sierra Leone, who drew 0-0 with Algeria, and he kept Riyad Mahrez in his back pocket all game. So,
0: Fantastic, wasn't it, really? From it Brunton
1: be... Park to the AFCON. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, he, had a, he had a great game by all the counts, didn't he? And he's, is he playing in the Swedish
1: yeah. League now, I think, these days? He's been playing in Sweden for about five seasons. I think he's yeah. in the second division there.
0: Yeah, I think he started he's started he's been playing plenty yeah, of games. Yeah, I think when he left us, he went to a club in Norway, didn't he? And I think he's moved over to Sweden. and He's played for a couple of clubs over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's uh, doing pretty well for himself there. Well done to the lad. I mean, I think yeah. he'll be grateful he didn't play in that Tunisia-Marley game the other night, though. What a fuss that yeah. was. Incredible. I think we think we've got yeah. bad referees in, in League 2. We should be grateful. We really should be sometimes. But yeah, well done to Kevin Wright. Um, as Mike pointed out in our little WhatsApp chat, do you remember the days when uh, his agent joined the message board to tell everyone how well he played in a... Behind closed door game against Oldham in a bounce game, yeah. And how brilliant he was going to be for the club. Yeah. I think that he like deny he was his agent, but it was like blatantly obvious. <laughs> it was yeah. Yeah. still, still not the maddest story about an agent and Carl United players, though, is it? With, uh, no, we'll as I recall, we'll to you, time. yeah. The, the 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 two Danish lads a few years ago. We'll talk about that one, on maybe another game when we talk about trialists. Because that 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 agent. I'm sorry about him, Um Gonzalez. He's left Gone Barrow. Gone to Exeter on loan. Gone to Exeter City on loan for the rest of the season. I mean, Mark Cooper's not of dressed it up as always. He needs to get his confidence back and it's a good move for him like that. That's what you used to do back in the day when you intend to play for like a couple of months or like a month somewhere to get confidence. You don't send them on a half season loan to a team in the same division unless there's been a bit of a fallout there, do
1: you? I, I don't think he's most popular player amongst the Barrow fan base, by all no.
0: accounts. By all accounts, he's fallen out with Mark Cooper is the rumour, isn't, isn't it? it? Um, you've got to ask big questions if he's are about the fact that his last three clubs, he's only lasted six months at each of them. Well, when does it come to a point where you have to think to yourself, maybe, maybe I need to actually rethink about why I'm doing here? He maybe reeks the rethink...
1: National League next season, doesn't he?
0: National League, he probably score a few of that level, maybe get yeah. a big move and then struggle there probably. But it's one of those ones where you look and you think, maybe how does a player like that not look to his agent and say what are you doing to my career here yeah, <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I know I, I know in one sense you might look at me it's a good move actually because extra you know up the league but you're not settled and if they bin you off after six months well, what happens when you go back to Barrow they're not going to want to keep you clearly they're going to want to get your wage off the bill so uh, there was a few rumours he might be coming back to Brendan Park and to be honest if, if you gave me a choice of either him or Patrick coming back I'd have said Patrick any day like, yeah. yeah, 100% Uh, Charlie Birch, he's left Annan Athletic after just uh, six months to join uh, Penrith. Yeah, A little little bit of a drop down in standard, I think it's probably fair to say. He's he's probably just getting game time for him, isn't it, and rebuilding his career from that point. He's been in and out at Annan. I think he only played
1: seven or eight games, and Annan are actually on a great run of form at the moment. I think he had
0: quite strong competition at left-back as well, didn't he? Whereas Charlie Barnes, who's been playing a lot for uh, right-back, hasn't he? He hasn't I think his his competition actually is Rowan Steele, who's he's also next. Rowan Steele, yeah. You know, yeah. so then uh, he's having a really good season. Uh, Charlie mm. Barnes, I think it's fair to say. Um, Kyle Dempsey, there's a few clubs sniffing around him, isn't there, Dan?
1: Yeah, uh, there's rumours uh, Charlton, Bolton, a couple of others. Mm. He 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 didn't play for Gillingham at the weekends. So I think he's been injured like, for a while, hasn't he? I think. But, but I, th- uh, I, th- I think the suggestion was he's not playing because of moves in the offing.
0: Yeah, I think that basically they realised they want to protect him.
1: They got hammered off Ipswich and Steve Evans also left.
0: I think they're on a way down, aren't they, really? Then? Yeah. you got to look at them and you think, why didn't they let Stevenage talk to him and take the compensation? Yeah. it clearly wasn't working there, was it? It was a yeah. strange, strange move, that. Yeah. Yeah, um, and and a, late, a late one that happened today. Mm. Uh,
1: former academy set-up keeper James Trafford of Man City mm. has joined Bolton on loan.
0: Yeah. And obviously, the, the, the very last bit here is uh, Dean Henderson. He's apparently been told that he won't be leaving Manchester United either on loan or permanently in the yeah. January transfer window. And apparently, he's not happy about that. Yeah, because can't blame him. The, rum- the rumour is he was promised he would start the FA Cup game against uh, Villa.
1: Well, he was apparently ill in the run-up to it. Mm. And he only trained the Sunday. So, yeah. they didn't want to risk him.
0: Mm, but the rumor is be interesting to see happy.
1: if he plays against Middlesbrough in the next round
0: yeah that's that's the one that will stand out wasn't it if he's still yeah. there presumably if, yeah, if he doesn't yeah. get his way but uh, but there you go that's the X-Files section on and that's week, this week's yeah. episode sorted um, thanks once again for joining me thanks once now again on. to the London Branch for sponsoring the pod this season um, in terms of upcoming episodes I mean we'll obviously Forest Green will be doing a preview for that we'll do probably a little special episode after Forest Green as well of our little trip down and talking about what it's like as a day out at the, uh, the you know the world's first vegan football club um, yeah we'll do a little bit on that we're going to try and get my CFC 11 one recorded in the next couple of weeks as well aren't we I think I've got a few days off next week so we'll see what we can fit around each other really can't we and, yeah. uh, get something recorded then and uh, that's it I think for this week's done mm-hmm. so thanks once again for joining me thanks everyone for listening really do appreciate it and up uh, up the blues up the blues